Good morning, all of you wonderful people. We are so glad that you have uh, joined New Dimensions online church service. God bless each and every one of you. And though we have not seen uh, many of you members in a long time, uh, we want you to know that um, we are here for you. We are praying for you. We love you. We are lifting you up frequently and uh, fervently. And we so look forward uh, to the day when we can all come together uh, again in, in person because we really, really do uh, miss you. Uh, blessings in abundance to you and your families and all you set your hands to. Allow me to pause here and encourage you to vote in probably what is uh, one of the most important or if not the most important elections in the history of our country. Your vote will make a difference. Pastor Tyler has been out of town this past week meeting with my pastor, John Fittner, in Marietta, Georgia, for a time of visionary planning and strategizing and equipping, as well as a time of uh, personal ministry and refreshing. And we're excited about what God has in mind uh, for the days uh, uh, to come. Speaking of Pastor Tyler, I want to uh, publicly congratulate him on co-authoring co the autobiography of a Grammy Award winning Christian rapper, Lecrae. Uh, get your copy online or in bookstores everywhere because he did an awesome job and poured uh, uh, his blood, sweat, and tears into this project over the past year. Uh, again, congratulations, Pastor Tyler. We are so proud uh, of you, sir. And since he is out of town, uh, I have the duty to preach this morning a word uh, in my heart that I believe to be from the Lord. The scripture says that our God is the God of peace. So this morning I want to minister a simple message uh, entitled, The God of Peace. Type that in your comments, The God of Peace. Uh, um, notice what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you this day. For the Egyptians whom you have not seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord, verse 14 says of Exodus 14, the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. What do you do when the Red Sea is in front of you and Pharaoh and his army is behind you chasing you. Moses said, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day. And he said, because the Lord will fight for you, you can and should hold your peace. And that's the word of the Lord to somebody uh, who's in a battle in which the odds are stacked against you. Uh, you don't have to lose your peace. You can hold your peace because uh, uh, the Lord, who is the God of peace, uh, shall fight for you. Lift your, your hands right now wherever you are and say, God, I praise you because the battle is not mine. The battle is the Lord's. The Lord will fight for me. Therefore, I can hold my peace because my God 
is the God of peace. And uh, this truth of the God of peace is continued in Judges chapter 6, verses 22 through 24, where the Bible says, And when Gideon perceived that uh, he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, oh my God, for because I have seen an angel face to face, and he feared death. And the Lord said unto him in verse 24 of Judges chapter 6, Peace be unto you. And that's what God is saying to somebody this morning. Peace be unto you. Fear not, thou shalt not die. And verse 24 says, Then Gideon built an altar uh, there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord uh, uh, is my peace. Uh, Gideon was about to embark upon the daunting God-assigned task of leading God's people into deliverance from the oppressive bondage of the Midianites who had them completely outnumbered. And the source of Gideon's boldness, the source of Gideon's confidence, the source of Gideon's assurance, the source of Gideon's peace was uh, this encounter and revelation of Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Gideon's experience reminds us that we can face our fears and face our enemies and overcome them through Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Our God is the God of peace. Blessed be his name. Look at one of the results and benefits of knowing the God of peace in Psalm 4 and verse 8. Psalm 4 and verse 8, where the psalmist said, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. Somebody viewing this service this morning has been so plagued with uh, fear, so plagued with worry and anxiety, so plagued uh, with the burdens and cares of what's going on in your life and all that is happening in our world that you cannot sleep at night. The God of peace is speaking this prophetic promise over your life this morning. That you're about to go from a season of sleeplessness to a season of peacefulness. I repeat, you're about to go from a season of sleeplessness to a season of peacefulness. The psalmist said in Psalm 4:8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, makest me to dwell only in safety. Why? Because our God is the God of peace. Notice what the scripture says he'll do in Psalm 29 and verse 11. The Lord, Psalm 29 and verse 11, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. There are many ways the Lord blesses his people. And I am highlighting here that he not only blesses us externally, but he also blesses us internally. If, if, if I um, would choose uh, um, b between 
um, being blessed externally or blessed internally, I would choose to be blessed internally because uh, how miserable it is to have prosperity on the outside and have no peace on the inside. But oh, if you have a relationship with the God of peace, then make no difference what's happening uh, in your life and what's going on in your life circumstantially, situationally, and experientially. Uh, your testimony will be that of the psalmist here in Psalm 29 and verse 11, that the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with uh, peace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lift your hands right now and tell him, thank you, God, that the Lord wills give strength to his people. And tell him, thank you, Lord, that the Lord will bless his people with peace in Jesus' name. Listen to this promise in Psalm 37 and verse 37. I love this verse, Psalm 37 and verse 37, where the Bible says, mark the perfect man. Mark the man who is right with God, for the end of that man is peace. So I don't care how chaotic things are, confusing things are, catastrophic things are. Uh, there is a mark on the child of God. There is a mark on the people of God that assures us that because of the God of peace, our end will be better than our beginning, and we can have peace at the beginning of the journey. We can have peace all through the journey, and we can have peace at the end of the journey. Why? Because our God is a God of peace. Blessed be his name. And the next verse reveals one of the ways uh, the God of peace fulfills this promise in Psalm 85 and verse 5. Psalm 85 and verse 5. Where the psalmist said, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. Somebody needs to hear this morning what the Lord your God is speaking. The psalmist said here in Psalm 85 and verse 5, I will hear what the Lord God will speak. For he shall speak Peace unto his people and to his saints. I am so glad that our God uh, speaks peace uh, into our storms. I'm so glad our God speaks peace into our chaos, peace into our confusion, peace into our problems, peace into our adversities, peace into our uncertainties. God is not the author of confusion, but our God is the God of peace, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Our God is the God of peace, and the God of peace is speaking peace to his people now in the name of Jesus. That's why the Bible promises in Psalm 119, verse 165. Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. My God, what a powerful word. You see, one, uh, you see, the reason that crisis uh, didn't cause you to lose your mind, the reason that crisis didn't cause you to have a nervous breakdown, the reason that crisis didn't cause you to commit suicide is because uh, the God of peace gave you great peace so that the stuff that used to shake you, it can't shake you anymore. The stuff that used to disturb you, it can't disturb you anymore. The stuff that used to derail you, it can't derail you anymore. The stuff that used 
used to defeat you. It can't defeat you anymore because you now have the great peace of the God of peace. Blessed be his name. The prophet Isaiah takes it a step further when he says in Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Isaiah reminds us that in turbulent times, we have to protect our minds. In turbulent times, we have to protect our minds. We have to be intentional about not letting our minds dwell on and focus on the wrong things because the state of your mind will determine the state of your peace. If our minds are on the Lord, we'll discover this promise that he'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he's trusting in the God of peace. We find him one of the reasons in Isaiah 26 and verse 12. Isaiah 26 and verse 12 where the Bible says, Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us. For thou hast wrought all thy works on our behalf. This verse gives the wonderful promise that um, the Lord ordains peace for us. And so no matter what the enemy has ordained for you, the Lord has ordained peace for you. And the ordination of the Lord's peace is greater than the ordination of the enemy's confusion. I repeat, the ordination of the Lord's peace is greater than the ordination of the enemy's confusion. So right now, reject the enemy's confusion and accept the Lord's peace. Right now, reject the enemy's fears and accept the Lord's peace. Right now, reject the enemy's distress and accept uh, the Lord's peace. Right now, reject the enemy's condemnation and accept the Lord's peace. Reject the enemy's lies and accept the Lord's peace. Why? Because the Lord has ordained peace for you. And the ordination of the Lord's peace is greater than the ordination of the enemy's plans for your life. Our God is the God of peace. And the Lord takes the ordination of your peace so seriously that he paid the, the ultimate price for it, which is why he said in Isaiah 53 and verse 5, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And listen to this, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. My God, what a powerful message of redemption. So the next time the enemy lies to you and says you don't have a right to walk in peace, remind him that over 2,000 years ago, Jesus was wounded for your transgression. Jesus was bruised for your iniquities. Jesus was chastised for your peace. And with his stripes, you are healed. Jesus paid the price. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for your peace on the cross of Calvary. And this redemptive work of Christ on the cross of Calvary is so powerful that the Bible says in this next verse, Isaiah 54 and verse 10. Isaiah 54 and verse 10. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills shall be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall, listen to this, the covenant of peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. 
You see, through the cross of Calvary, the God of peace has made a covenant of peace with us, his people. So your peace is in the covenant. Your peace is in the testament. Your peace is in the inheritance. Your peace is in his will for you. So stick the covenant in the devil's face and say, give me my peace in Jesus' name. Claim and demand your covenant of peace because our God is a God of peace. And I've got some more good news for you. It's not just for you, but for your children as well. For the Bible says in this wonderful, wonderful promise in Isaiah 54 and verse 13. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And listen to this. And great shall be the peace of your children. Wow, what a powerful promise in the word of God. All thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of the, the, your children. So after you have done the best you can and taught them all you can and provided as much peace for them as you humanly possibly can, because of your human limitations, it still won't be enough. But here's the good news. What you can't teach your children, the Lord can. What you can't do for your children, the Lord can. When you can't help your children, the Lord can. When you can't deliver your children, the Lord can. When you can't protect your children, the Lord can. When you can't be there for your children, the Lord can. Uh, and when you can't provide peace for your children, the Lord can. For he says here in Isaiah 54 and verse 13, All thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. If you're near your children, uh, get around them right now. Lay your hands on them. Uh, and if you're not near your children, they're away from the home or they're not in your presence right now, lift your hands toward heaven and speak this promise over uh, their lives. Say, all my children will be taught of the Lord. Now decree it and declare it right now. And great will be the peace of my children. You ought to pause right now. Put your hands together and give God praise with an attitude of gratitude for that wonderful promise concerning your children. Listen to this next promise of peace from uh, the God of peace in Jeremiah 29, 11, where he said, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11, God is thinking about you. He said, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace. Yes, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. The Lord says here that the thoughts I think toward you are thoughts of peace. In other words, the God of peace is saying that your peace is on my mind. Your peace is in my thoughts. The God of peace is thinking about your peace. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. You say, Greg, that's the Old Testament. Well, let's jump on over into the New Testament. Jesus himself gives this promise in John chapter 14 and verse 27, where he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27. Jesus said, there is a peace that the world cannot give you. 
There is a peace that your job cannot give you. There is a peace that money can't give you. There is a peace that things cannot give you. There is a peace that man cannot give you. There is a peace that politicians can't give you. There is a peace that this election can't give you. There is a peace that your family can't give you. There is a peace that your friends can't give you. Uh, uh, th th there is a peace that only Jesus and Jesus alone can give you. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus extends and expands this promise in John 16, where he said, these things have I spoken unto you. And he's speaking to you this morning. He said, these things have I spoken unto you. And look at the result of what he's spoken and what he is speaking right now. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world, he said, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Jesus says, regardless of what you're experiencing in the world, in me, you can experience peace. Regardless of what you're experiencing in your job, in me, you can experience peace. Regardless of what you're experiencing in your family, in me, you can experience peace. Regardless of what you're experiencing in your finances, in me, you can experience peace. Regardless of what you're experiencing in a global pandemic, in me, you have peace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. These things have I spoken unto you. That in me you might have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. This is what Jesus said before he died and was resurrected. Listen to what he said after he died and was resurrected. John 20 and verse 19. Then the same day at even, being the first day of the week, Resurrection Sunday, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in their midst and said, Peace be unto you. He said again in John 20 and verse 21, Then said Jesus unto them again, Peace be unto you as my Father sent me, even so send I you. He said it again after his resurrection in John 20 and verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were with the end, and Thomas, the one who doubted with them, came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. These verses reveals that while the disciples were behind shut doors, shaking and quaking with fear, full of anxiety and worry, fraught with insecurities and uncertainties. Jesus appears in their midst, and the first thing he says is, peace be unto you. And right now, Jesus is in your home. Jesus is in your bedroom. Jesus is in your hospital room. Jesus is in your car. Jesus is in that corporate conference room. Jesus is in your courtroom. Jesus is in your waiting room. Jesus is in your crisis and saying to you right now, peace be to you. Now for this spoken peace to be experienced through the God of peace, we have to do what the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, and seven, Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. Be careful 
for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, telling God, thank you, because you got so much to be thankful for. He said, let your requests be made known unto God. And verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which passes understanding, will keep your minds and your hearts through Christ Jesus. That's why the songwriter was able to say, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Listen to this. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry Everything to God in prayer. Whatever is weighing you down, burning you down, has you low in your spirit, full of despair, despondency, depression, discouragement, and defeat. Lift your hands and give it to God right now. Take everything to the Lord in prayer and do a divine exchange right now. Give him that and receive that peace that passes understanding. I close with this thought found in the following New Testament passages. Hebrews 13, 20 says, Now, right now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. He said, right now, he's the God of peace. 2 Thessalonians 3, 16. Now, right now, the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, by all means, the Lord be with you. He said, right now he's the Lord of peace. One more verse. I close. So, well, Romans 15.33. Romans 15.33. Now, right now, the God of peace be with you. Amen. These verses accentuate the truth that right now our God is the God of peace. And he with his peace is with you right now. Lift your hands right where you are as I speak this biblical benediction and blessing of peace over you, your families, and all you set your hands to from the God of peace. It comes from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. Lift your hands as I speak it over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you his peace. Because our God is the God of peace. Father, right now I pray for a divine manifestation and experience and encounter. A peace with these your people who are looking and watching today in the matchless name of Jesus. Well, church, I hope you enjoyed that 
powerful word. And I believe that God is doing something in the inside of our hearts, even though we cannot meet together. I believe that God is doing something in our hearts, right in our living rooms, right in our bedrooms. And I just want to encourage you, if you have not made the decision to follow Jesus, you can at any point in time during this service, at any point in time when you're listening later, I want you to type home in the comments. There are people who are ready and willing to reach out to you to see how we can pray for you, how we can support you and uplift you in this time. And if you do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, it's just a prayer away. Just let him know. He is listening to you. Just let him know, God, I desire to follow you. I desire to transfer all of my personal worth, all of my personal satisfaction, all of my personal cares over to a God who is greater than my situation. And I desire to follow after you in the way, loving you in all that I say and I do and reflecting your character. Give me the strength to do it by the power of your Holy Spirit. And if you pray that prayer in your own words, you don't have to repeat it after me. You have joined the family of God. For the word says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Once again, you can type home in the comments. We're so excited to walk with you on this new journey. I also want to say that if you want to join our church, there are people who are, who are actively in that process right now. And I'm so excited. We had a phenomenal meeting this past week with them. And so I just want to encourage you to reach out at any time. It doesn't necessarily have to even be in this season. If you're watching two months down the line, I want you to type join in the comments. And I want to be able to reach out to you and tell you about how we can continue to encourage you in this season. If you missed the opportunity to give, there's three ways you can do so. You can go to ndccpensacola.org and click offerings on our website. You can also go to the Tively app and type in New Dimensions Christian Center or you can mail it in the old-fashioned way, P.O. Box 6400, Pensacola, Florida, 32503. Church, I miss you. I miss you so much. But I believe that God is doing something on the inside of us and I want to encourage you, do not miss next week. Do not miss next week because God has given us a word that we're going to declare and deliver to you. And in the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Give you peace and power as you go throughout your way. Now go and be blessed. Conquer this week. Win this week. And be safe while you do it. I love you so much. And on behalf of New Dimensions Christian Center, I want to encourage you to come back next week where our destiny is helping you to unlock your destiny.